KGSP cast. Hello guys, what is up? And welcome back to a brand new episode of the KGSP cast. My name is Abdullah Yamani. I am a cohort 9 KGSP alum. And I had my undergrad in Boston University as an Earth and Environmental Science. And currently, I'm a master's student uh, at KAUST uh, doing Earth Science and Engineering. And today, we have a very special guest. They are good friends of mine, and conversing with them was always interesting to me. Today in the studio, we have a cohort nine alum, Fahad Daiji. Can you please introduce yourself, Fahad? Yeah, of course. Thank you, Abdullah. So, hello, everyone. I'm Fahad Daiji. I'm a cohort nine student who went to UT Austin Foundation um, and then uh, got the pleasure to study in Emory for undergrad uh, where I did chemistry. And currently I'm a KAUST doing material science and engineering. Happy to be here. Thank you, Fahad. Also, we have a cohort 10 alumni, um, Sumeya Alfaya. Can you please introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Sumeya. I am a cohort 10 student, as Abdullah mentioned. I did my undergrad in UPenn, and then I did I did my foundation in UPenn, and then I did my undergrad in Boston University in biomedical engineering. And then currently I'm doing uh, bioengineering, in, my master's in KAUST as a bioengineering student, concentrating in biosensors. Thank you, lovely. So, um, Sumeya, how did you hear about KJSP? Well, actually, um, as a high school student, I didn't have any insight about um, studying abroad. First, um, uh, like the first time I heard about KGSP was actually during SRSI. And everyone was talking about Qadirat, Tahsili, um, SATs and all of that. And I was oblivious to every single one of them. Uh, so that was my first introduction. And that's when I actually brought it up to my parents, which... They also didn't have a concept of me studying abroad, but it was a long journey of just trying to convince them to apply and then, well, look at me now. Interesting. Uh, I heard your, uh, does your father, or has your father like had any um, uh, influence of you getting into KGSP? Like I'm saying, um, did he like push you to do it? Did he not? Was he, were they supporting, were they not of you studying abroad? So... As I mentioned, I guess I'm I'm the first kid in my family. Um, I don't have a lot of cousins that are older than me who studied abroad, none actually. So it was a very foreign concept. Um, my dad loves KAUST. Um, he, I mean, he's worked here for KAUST for 13 years and I've never seen him as happy and passionate about a place. So it was actually, it's very wholesome. He would drive around KAUST and I'm, sitting next to him and he'd just stare into the campus and say I love this place and I've never seen him that happy so I think just the sense of belonging and how much he's put into KAUST really um, pushed him into letting me go he never he till this day he tells me it was the hardest decision for me to make for you to go because um, it's very hard uh, obviously for a parent to let their kids go so and I'm the first um but it's it's great i don't think he would take it back if he if he went back in time he would do the same thing and my sister was after me so wow. <laughs> i guess i opened the path for two people <laughs> which is great yeah i also um i was the first kid to ever the first one actually in the whole family to ever study abroad and uh everyone's very excited for me like to go out and 
be a, kind of an ambassador to the family. <laughs> what about you, Fahad? How did you hear about Kajespi? Um, yeah, I actually very similarly to Sumaya, I kind of heard about it from not SRSI, but uh, Mohiba. So I was in the Olympiad. And uh, I mean, I was just doing my own thing, you know, in the Olympiad. And, and um, we have like these camps that we go every three months. And then people started talking about cows. And I'm like, what is cows? And then um that's how I got into, into introduced to it being a graduate school that is very brand new I think it was 2014 at the time so Kaos was only like five years old um could you imagine yeah so and then um and then from there I had an interest because I was like it seems like a good place um people were also talking really good about it and then I knew KGSP from there very similarly to you, I'm also the ambassador of my family for, <laughs> for studying abroad. Um, I'm not the uh, the eldest, like Sumaya, but I'm like also like the concept is very foreign to us um, because no one had done it before. But I'm I'm so glad that I did it, and I think it was hard at first, but everyone is so glad that you know this was the way that I ended up doing my undergrad and just like evolved me so much. Yeah, I'm sure it is a very nice experience and we'll get to know all about it today. Um, but I just wanted to know also, how did you get into it? How did you get like, how was the application process to get into KJSP and how did you take it from there? Like you heard about KJSP, you know, what is that? Then what happened? Okay. Uh, so for me, it was interesting because uh, what happens is that if you're part of the Olympiad, and maybe some people know that, um, and you make it far, they actually send you, they send you as part of a, like a list of names that they advise, like these are good students, like you should send invitations to them, um, right? Because you need to get an invite to apply to KJSP. Um, for me, that was gonna happen, but then uh, the last camp that I was part of with Mohiba, I asked the, the, the managers at the time and all, I was like, am I gonna get an invite? Because I really wanted to apply. Mm -hmm. And um, they said, yeah, of course, you're going to get an invite. Uh, and then fast forward, I didn't. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, so what am I going to do now? So I was just stalking the KGSP website and I found like their email and I harassed them, sent them a bunch of emails. I think I sent three or four emails on separate occasions, like November, December, and then one in January, something like that. And eventually someone up replied uh, after three months and they said, we're going to send you like a, like a, like initial uh, survey that you can fill. And we'll see mm -hmm. if you're, if you're qualified, if, if, if we want to send you an invitation basically. And uh, I filled that out. It was just like your scores, your high school scores and very basic stuff. And yeah, I didn't hear it for like two more months and then they sent me the invitation. And I was so, so happy when they did it because all I wanted is just a chance to apply. I didn't care at the time if I was going to get denied, but I just yeah. wanted the opportunity to apply. So when they sent me back and after the survey, they said, oh, we're, we're inviting you to apply. I was so happy. Yeah. It's it a good day. Was that late? Did you get that? Like you said, after three months, after two months, how long yeah. did the whole that process take? Oh yeah. So like, it, it's, I guess like they call me like independent, right? Like an independent applicant mm -hmm. because, uh, other people, they get it directly, right? If they're part of SRSI or, 
or uh, Olympiad or other programs. Uh, but um, for the independent route, I guess I started in November and then I heard a survey, initial survey in January or sorry, um, January. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then I filled that and only heard the invitation in April. Yeah, and uh, April. So if I remember correctly, the um, the initiation of the program was in August, right? Mm, you like, mean so, like the start of the yeah. Of so you got the invitation yeah, yeah. four months before the start. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Getting close, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Sumaya? Uh, I heard Fah just said that it's our second invitation. Did you get an invitation? Yeah, that's actually exactly how it happened. Um, I mean, obviously, when I got the invitation, everyone in my SRSI cohort was talking about it. Everyone was applying. So, I mean, I wasn't going to skip that wave. So I obviously <laughs> <laughs> and I applied and a big time. <laughs> so um, I applied. And as I men mentioned, a lot. I'm in a high school. I was in a high school that most of my um, peers were non-Saudis. So no one mm. was really doing Qudrat or Tahsili. So it felt like my the SRSI community is actually what kept me in pace just because I did not have any reference around me. So um, I I was part of the um, early birds, um, yeah. but my Qudrat grade was meh at best at that time. <laughs> so I did a, I did it again and then I got accepted at the main cycle, alhamdulillah. Like I... I and yeah, oh, I, I did get a conditional acceptance based on my tahsili. Back to the trend setting or like following the tracks of the pace of everyone else. Um, I was actually going to miss my tahsili uh, exam just because oh, wow. I never, yeah, I never knew that it was like only two times and everyone does it at the same time. I thought it was like qudrat. So I got the acceptance during KGSP, but it was a conditional acceptance based on my mm -hmm. tahsili grade. So I go on to um, Qiyas to like apply to get like to do the exam. And they're like, um, they mentioned that it's the second round. And I was confused as to why am, am I not doing the first round? Like I haven't done that yet, you know? <laughs> and then yeah. turns out that I missed it. So it was literally all or nothing. It was yeah 100% based on Tahsini, which I knew was my weakness. Like I did Great, alhamdulillah, but tahsili was my weakness, and I knew that. Until mm -hmm. uh, this day, I don't know how much I got in tahsili. I just <laughs> oh, know. I just know it was above an 80, which was the threshold that they asked <laughs> me, because it made my day. <laughs> the moment I saw it was above an 80, that was oh, it. Thankfully, so. you made it. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, I... um. It was also kind of similar, but I was I was an independent applicant. A friend of mine told me about it, told me about KGSP, and he basically he got an invitation and he basically helped me throughout the whole process. And I only got accepted like two months before it starts. And I, I thought like I was thinking maybe I was in a wait list and then somebody dropped and they just like, oh, here's another guy, get him. So I'm glad that I made it. <laughs> So no, since awesome. you also were independent, Abdullah, did it also take, uh, like, what was the timeline for you? Was it similar to the one that I went through? Yeah, but it was, everything was delayed later a bit. A bit. So, really? yeah, I started, I didn't get the acceptance in April. I started in April, around April and March. And then it took them two or three months and just like, and yeah. I was traveling at the time. And when I came back, um, 
I didn't. I, it wasn't even on my on my mind. Like I didn't think I would go to KJSP or travel outside again. Yeah. Uh, suddenly they said, "Oh, you got accepted. You have to come now." I'm like, "Oh, that quick? Okay, let me go." And that's how it happened. Um, all right, guys. Uh, how about we uh, skip forward a little bit? We all got accepted. We're all happy right now. We're going to the US. <laughs> Foundation year. Gladly. <laughs> Foundation year. And we're starting um, with everyone in a different college in a, in a very specific program tailored for us to get us ready for the college experience in the United States. Uh, Samaya, where did you go in your foundation year? Uh, I went to UPenn in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. You told me that in the beginning. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're yeah, good. How was it? How was it? I loved it. Honestly, um, I was very lucky with the people that um, came with me to um, UPenn. Uh, I was actually, we were actually the only um, foundation year that was female dominant. We were seven girls and four boys. Yeah, yeah, everyone was great. Um, We really formed a very strong community i am gonna say though i do remember looking back now um the first few months um which is like first semester when we were applying um doing our sats and all of that we obviously were busy with all of that work so i never really noticed um what i'm gonna say now until later um Mm -hmm. they had to deduct money from us based on the the um, security deposit because cows paid it for us yeah and financials were tight i'm not gonna lie to you guys like looking back now <laughs> no, you guys <laughs> we uh... lived in, in dumi and syria and we were happy like i'm not gonna lie like thank god <laughs> straight up remember ordering pizza one night and we were scrabbing for coins over <laughs> budget <laughs> was over budget <laughs> yeah but it was great um like honestly everything i remember about it the students the um community the trips that they they gave us also the location i mean new york and dc are right next to us so whenever we were able to collect a couple of pennies we would <laughs> drive down <laughs> to dc or go up to new york so you might not get a pizza but you have to go to new york <laughs> i mean yeah a one dollar pizza is gonna $1. do there yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> amazing um uh, yeah what about you Fahad where was your I mean I know it's UT Austin you were with me right there (laughs) yeah but tell me about it how was your experience in UT Austin yeah yeah that's true so we went to you know foundation together UT Austin I mean I I couldn't be happier in Austin I mean there there are a few things to say there actually Austin was such a beautiful city very very beautiful you know um yeah I know there's so many places to discover and it's one of those cities that is like perfect mix of urban and suburb, you know? Mm-hmm. So like you're in the middle of the city, but then you walk a couple of like miles and then you're in a jungle or like not a jungle, but you know, oh, like, wow. like it, literally it feels like a forest, you know, in the middle of the city. And it's just yeah. so fascinating. I remember Abdullah uh, discovered this place. Uh, you did. Um, and, and it wasn't too far from where we live. And it was kind of like, national park almost in the middle of the city do you remember it yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah and then, a straight up national park yeah <laughs> literally wow. in kind the middle of, of Austin. kind of <laughs> kind of, kind yeah, of. I, I don't know how to describe it because it's just it was almost like a forest in the middle of the city and uh, it was so beautiful there was like a waterfall 
And um, I remember this day, that one day vividly, where you had the, you you took me there, and uh, I think we were just talking the whole way and walking. It was a very long walk, and we got up all the way to like up the hill. And there was a basketball court at the very end, and we started playing basketball. And did you not fall when we when we played? I think I at did. One yeah. Point? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I you think fell and you hurt yourself a little bit at, at some point. I don't remember what happened because I don't think it was super major, but I, I do remember that. And uh, aside from the injury or the fall, <laughs> the rest of the day was actually really, really beautiful. Um, so yeah, like Austin was great. Um, Something on another note for me in foundation, uh, I feel like it was so interesting. Um, like, I feel like most people didn't suffer from that, uh, which mm -hmm. is homesickness. But for me, homesickness was, was such a big thing in the first semester. Um, so how, how was your guys' experience with homesickness? Did you feel it at all? Or yeah. was, was gonna, it? Yeah, I was going to chime in on that. I only feel it like, one day specifically one day and i remember that day very vividly i i woke up in the morning i felt homesick and i, I started i said you know what i take a walk to that exact same court air course national park yeah <laughs> and uh, i just started uh making out in the middle of the road it was it was it was crazy but it was only one day uh what about you yeah. Samaya? do you have any i feel like i definitely had days where it was just generally hard whether it's just the stress of studying and just missing the comfort of being at home but uh yeah. generally I feel like I knew a couple of my um my like colleagues there so I I felt like there's someone I can turn to and talk to mm. uh my dad came with me the first two weeks as most female students have then my mom came and visited me and then my aunt did like I have a couple of uh, um, relatives there <laughs> yeah which is awesome alhamdulillah I I actually have a ton of cousins in DC so every major um break I would just hop on the blue bus um the mega bus and go <laughs> to DC and just <laughs> have fun there so I really did not struggle much until freshman year actually which yeah. is wow yeah. In I guess we're gonna. Oh my God, Abby, we're gonna talk about that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess for me, like, um, yeah, I, I did have like homesickness. I feel like all, most of like the first semester, but actually going back to that uh, winter break because some of us did go back, you know. So I went back that uh, winter break, and I feel like it made things so much better. I don't know yeah. why I just I just needed that those two weeks. I think I maybe I hadn't processed it yet when when we first came or, or whatever yeah. whatever it was. But then I was super energized and I came back in the, the semester after and I feel like it was a much, uh, much more fun semester, especially that we were done also with college applications. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah, of so. college applications. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> speaking know, of college applications. The, yeah, in the foundation year, we have to apply to 10 colleges, which is kind of a lot. It is. Um, how was it for you guys? Did you, uh, how did you choose your colleges? What were, what did you base your college choice on? And was it hard? Was it easy? Did you do a lot? Did you do little? Can you tell me about that a little bit, Samaya? Okay, yeah, of course. So um just gonna mention again, my parents were very scared of me going to America. So my mom did tell me that um I should apply to universities where 
my family lives. So when I was looking for universities initially, I was looking for places in the Northeast, close to DC, Virginia area, and then in Texas because my uncle lives there. Um, but that aside, I obviously was not going to only apply to universities in those areas. Um, what actually really was a big deal to me when applying, I really, I knew that I needed an urban city. Um, yeah. I, I need, I need busy life, like whatever happens. I mean, maybe I could make it work, but at that point, that's what I needed. And which is something most people don't do, but I had a list and I actually still have it. My college applications and each university I was applying to had the KGSP count of students because oh, wow. I needed the, I wow. needed the community. Yeah. I knew that I needed the community. Um, wow. Because whatever happens, I know I I knew it was true after going to BU and having um there are a lot of KGSP Saudi and Aramco students there. Um it just keeps you grounded. It it's it's honestly it's just a shoulder to turn to whenever you're tired, just because they understand what you're going through. But honestly, I pat myself on the back that I knew that I needed that when yeah. I was applying because honestly it was a really, really big deal to me. Yeah. What about you, Fahad? What was your um, college applications? What was the first filter? Yeah, I feel like everything that Sumaya is going to say, I'm just going to relate to it because so far that's been the case. Because also my first filter was like, I needed something urban. Like I, I felt like I wanted something busy. I wanted a city. I wanted, I mean, looking back at it, I, I wouldn't have... Um, I think I would have liked a suburb just as much, honestly. But yeah, at the time I was just thinking, uh, I need something in a city. So I feel like the first two filters that I had for colleges were has to be in a city and has to obviously have like be strong in my major, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so from there, um, I introduced something else, which I didn't know about at the time until we were there, which is something called trimesters. And then I was like, no, no, I don't want that. <laughs> and then I was like, no, I, I definitely don't want that. So I was gonna, um, one of my dream schools was Stanford. And then I knew it was a trimester and I was like, oops, too bad, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so it switched so quick. Uh, and uh, yeah, th th I would say those were my three main filters. And then from there, I kind of just picked whatever I thought was reasonable for like, you know, reach, target, safety kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't look at the KGSP count as much uh, like, like you, Sumaya, but I feel like now I should. <laughs> I should have, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Mm, that's very, very true about the KGC community and also the urban thing. Like when I was applying, I was I didn't know anything. I didn't even know how to filter. So my first filter was I wanted something suburban. For some reason, I wanted the, 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 the not busy life. <laughs> but then I got accepted into Texas A&M and BU. And for some reason, with the flip of a coin, actually, it landed on heads and that was BU. So Are I you serious? To... I am serious, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, we need, we need to unpack this. We need to unpack oh, it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had nothing. I didn't know anything, to be honest, you guys. But yeah. I'm glad that it was BU because... Like Sumaya said, but for me, I didn't realize it at first, but the community at BU, oh my God, I loved it. I lo it's not only the KGSP, like 
all the air of still, you know, you feel like still there, there is something to get back to. Like, yes, I was embedded in the U.S. culture. I like my United States friends, my, my foreign friends, American, even non-American friends. But mm. I needed something that I can relate to, you know, that some of my own cultural identity, I guess you could call it that. And um, also urban yeah. life. I love, like I said, I love Boston. Boston is very urban, but it's timid urban, not like New York. Um, yeah, yeah, that's why I love it. Yeah. So, that's actually a great way to put it. Um, Boston is really, um, I mean, a huge percentage of the people who live in Boston are university students. And every year in September, the Boston um, population increases by, no kidding, around a million people oh just because wow. yeah like i saw a statistic at some point i'm just like that is beyond me but living <laughs> in boston and staying there in the summer and coming back or like the boston area you know like cambridge and all of that yeah um so yeah boston is is lovely yeah, yeah. I, I, we're fanatics uh, so we, love, we love boston so much like you can make a whole episode about boston <laughs> Honestly, I would participate as well because it's one of my favorite cities. I love it. It's yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I kudos to you guys for realizing that, uh, you know, you needed a community and eat, like you felt that early on. Even you, Abdullah, just said that. I feel like for me, the first two, it took me the first two years of undergrad in Emory to realize how important and uh grounding it is and to have like a such a good supportive system that is uh understanding of where you come from yeah so yeah um yeah but right before we go into colleges because i'm feeling like we're getting into you know boston and emory a little bit um i i i was just thinking about in foundation year we did lots of activities together as as a foundation year it was so much fun like i remember in ut austin uh we went to six flags remember that Fahad? oh yeah that was so fun we went during um fear fests for uh yes. halloween that was so fun and the rides were they had the spiders and the, and you know the creepy stuff that was so fun yeah i, I remember like when i was leaving six flags you know it started yeah. that they are it's like a oh yeah yeah the fear fat and then there's like the 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 smoke right yeah yeah smoke <laughs> machines and people wearing like zombies and stuff walking yeah. around so many don't believe oh Sumaya, like, <laughs> i cannot go to a haunted house like actually last yeah. time i went i tore my friend's jacket he was a leather jacket oh I my tore God. It. <laughs> wow yeah. so imagine how could i like leave i was in the middle i was like um <laughs> you know that Totally. I didn't think that you were like, like you were hung on my jacket or something. I think. Yeah. Okay. Like that I, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was in a tall ride, and I saw from up there like there's lots of smoke. I was like, what is that? And then I see zombies walking around. I'm like, holy shit! How am I gonna? How am I gonna get out? <laughs> I want to tell you something, Abdul. I don't think I ever told you. You know that you're the one who made me able to like uh, go on thriller rides really yeah wow. when wow. we went to um when we went to six flags i used to be so scared of roller coasters 
Yeah. And you were the one who encouraged me. You were like, no, 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 it's going to be fun. Think about it this way, blah, blah, blah. And then we had the first one. And then I was like, oh, Annie, there's no more fear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's no okay. more fear. Oh, so we wanted to just ride them all. <laughs> we have but, to go to move Yeah, I'm just telling you, like literally right after that day, I just loved uh, roller coasters. And even like when we went to uh, uh, Orlando, that was so fun when we did yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to get too much into that. I'm sure we're going to talk about more stuff, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, did you guys have any uh, specific activities you did as a whole group, whether that's organized by KGSV or just you guys? Other than yeah. The- <laughs> um, actually, uh, the moment you asked that question, I looked through um, one of the assignments in one of my classes, and you plan was to create a portfolio about uh, the time we spent in UPenn. And it was pretty much a website with all the images, the pictures of what we did. And it was very personalized. So I was looking through the things that I had and man, did we do a lot. One of the things that I actually do remember and I, like till this day, if people talk to me about it, um, for Halloween, we were dressed up to, as pumpkins, you know, the inflatable um, things that you wear. We all dressed up in orange things and walked around campus. And I do remember people just coming up, asking us to take pictures of them. And then someone, a video of us without us knowing and we were able to see it on snap map so we were famous for a day like low-key so that was kind of- <laughs> I being famous. but yeah we did like soup kitchens we went to six flags but the fa- the fright fest too which was really cool every once in a while we would grab a car and drive to um atlantic city Ironically, like we would just go for the beach. We would sit with all the casinos behind us, all the like <laughs> all the noise behind us, and we would just stare into the ocean because I mean I'm a Jidda girl. The I the ocean, the sea is uh, is just a big part of my life. So yeah. just going there and sitting and enjoying the sand and the the sunsets and all of that. I was a very big um part of it. So yeah, yeah. oh skiing. Skiing was a big deal. Is it skiing in foundation too? Oh my God, yes. So we went to the Poconos to ski mm-hmm. and I was in love. That that That's yeah. when I started skiing. And obviously in Boston, <laughs> you go skiing. <laughs> but yeah. I transferred from skiing to snowboarding. But we did plenty. When I look back now, we actually did a lot. Whether yeah. it's planned by us or by our program, the ELP, the English language program, or by KGSB. It was all awesome. Yeah, I guess that's one of the best things about um, like the memories, the memories that we created there. There a lot, mm-hmm. yeah. Especially the pictures, guys. Take lots of pictures. Don't forget. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now we finished our college applications. We all went into our respective colleges. Sumeya, Boston University, with me. Yay, Fahad to Emory. <laughs> <laughs> now with me. <laughs> yeah. No I'm kidding. It's definitely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. What? Go ahead. Definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was oh, definitely, good. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, it was yeah, good. I was gonna say, <laughs> classes. I know that we don't like to talk about academia a lot, but how was your classes, guys, in your respective universities? Um, how did you get into uh, it? How how did it start? How was it at the beginning? You can go ahead, Samaya. Yeah. So freshman year was actually really, really tough on me. I'd say it was the toughest year on me. Um, just mentally, academically, everything from A to Z. Um, I guess moving into UPenn, my family was there, the community was there, people we knew that were experiencing the same thing and we were doing everything together. It just shielded me from that 
feeling of aloneness and all of that. Yeah. Uh, freshman year was a shock. I moved there alone. Um, I wasn't like I was there for a couple of days, not knowing anyone. So that was, it was just kind of scary. And then classes, BU is known for um, grade deflation. And I didn't really know what that was until I experienced it. <laughs> First semester was beyond horrible. Like yeah. I, I remember setting up a worst case scenario GPA. I got a lower GPA. <laughs> oh my God. So, <laughs> I'm so sorry to laugh. <laughs> no, I remember. That was like, I, I, to this day, I remember writing on the board with my friends and we were trying to like visualize what it's going to look like. But I, I, it was a shock. And then um, freshman two or spring was when COVID hit. So it was that we got kicked out of the dorms. So wow. I pretty much didn't know where to, what to do or where to go. I mean, I do have family in America, but at that point it was it was chaotic. No one knew if I should travel or come. Airports were a big um, taboo place to go at that point. So um, I was stuck in Boston. Um, dorms were kicking me out. Um, Saudi closed their airports. And I was just, was some of the most stressful times of my life. Um, my roommate at that point, she has already signed the lease. And she actually invited me to come with her and stay for mm. the rest of the semester. So very, very grateful for her. I had really good times, honestly. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk about COVID later. But when it comes to classes, <laughs> first year, personally, first two years were the worst. Lower class, um, yeah. 100 and 200 level classes because they're pure engineering. And for me personally... I did not enjoy it. Like yeah. I joined biomedical engineering for the biomedical part, not the yeah. engineering part. <laughs> and BU is very, very physics heavy. Like um, engineering can be, or biomedical engineering programs can be divided into biology heavy and research heavy or uh, physics heavy. BU yeah. is research heavy, but you're not going to be subjected to that as much as physics. Um, yeah. We do so many core classes. The first two years were I mean, I remember just doubting myself as to like, why did I choose biomedical engineering? It was just, it was really hard. It was, I was not enjoying my time. I really wasn't. Yeah. But the moment I started taking classes that are linked to my degree, mainly diagnostics and devices, because that's what I uh, ended up doing research in for multiple labs. Um, I love it. And that's why I continued in my master's and I would not change it to any other thing. Like I did have times where I wanted to like consider other degrees or an MBA. I mean, I'm hundred percent sure everyone has considered an MBA at some point in their life. Yeah, but, I did. <laughs> that was <laughs> <not> you. <laughs> Uh, it, it is, it, it was me. It might be me in the future, but for now I'm a hundred percent certain that I want to do a master's in this program. Um, it took a while. It gets better. Um, that's honestly what I want to tell. Like, that's what I tell everyone, all the incoming freshmen. It does get better. Just <laughs> fight through the first year and you guys are going to be great. Yeah. Do you have a favorite course? Uh, any like specific, uh, major specific courses or class do you have, do you have a favorite like do you remember uh, vividly yeah um so senior year i did two devices device and design uh, classes one of them i actually did um work on a device and the other one is was more application of bio applications of biomedical devices mm -hmm. um so in that class uh we our project 
I would say that team was one of the best teams I've ever worked with. Um, our final presentation was about a, a medical device that went into the market and basically screwed people over. So many people uh, lost their lives, lost, it was a fertility device. And yeah. basically people lost their lives, lost their fertilities, lost their babies. It was a horrible device. And the company would refuse to acknowledge, would refuse to pull the device back. And what we did, we basically highlighted that device and we reached out to a Facebook group of um, victims of this device. Mm. Um, and it, it had more than 10,000 um, people who are yeah. victims of this device. We reached out to them and we asked them if it was okay to interview one of them um, and talk to them about it. And we basically showed the, that interview um, in our during our presentation and everyone loved it i I'm, I'm it's one of the most like the project that i'm really really proud about and actually a couple of days ago um one of my friends who's a senior right now on bu he's taking the same the exact same class yeah uh the professor ended up taking our slides uh and no way. he presented them yeah wow. and she <laughs> she mentioned us by name and she told us that this is one of the best projects that she has had and it's just, it's great to leave, like, not yeah, only did I enjoy it, but I left an imprint in the class, which yes. it's I awesome. <laughs> I am. <laughs> we should. <laughs> no, no, that's very amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's so amazing. That's so cool. Thank what you, about you, Fahad? How was your uh, classes? Hope, hope it was just as good or better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to end on a higher note. Okay, try to be selective uh, here. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So <laughs> yeah. basically, yeah, I, I can relate to some of the things that Samaya was saying as well. Like, um, I remember first year uh, was the hardest year. Yeah, like academically, uh, but also like adjusting, and, and it only makes sense. And I feel like when we were in foundation, they did tell us this a lot. They told us. I remember our advisor would tell us that most students say that freshman year is the hardest year. And I feel like it took us like going through that experience. It took me personally um, time to go through that experience to really realize it, that freshman year was the hardest, I feel like. And throughout the years, it only got better and better and better. Yeah. Uh, I always tell my friends, I always tell my family, I always tell everyone that senior year of undergrad was the best year of my life. So look at, and I mean, it's so cool to think of like the first year where we started or where I started and the last year, like freshman versus senior and Emory and, and the, the striking difference of uh, where I was still adjusting and maybe not fully uh, satisfied and um, struggling with academics and everything. But then the last year was actually one of the best years of my life. Um, with that being said, when it comes to classes, it was challenging because the, uh, so I did chemistry in Emory and the year that I moved, that I went to Emory, it was just the second year where they just had implemented a new curriculum for chemistry. Mm. So for the department, it was a bit tricky, uh, trying to navigate a new curriculum and not knowing if their classes was, the classes were working for students, if they were learning from it and all of that. Uh, so I remember we had this lab, uh, it, it was called 202 lab for organic, and it was really, really difficult. Um, a lot of people got not great grades, 
And <laughs> could you imagine like people who are very highly achieving coming out of high school who are used to like A's and A pluses and then receiving mm -hmm. a C on a, on their first lab of chemistry and yeah. and Emory when their majors chemistry? It's not it. It was not it. Yeah. And I also and also I did not get a good grade in that class, but it was fine. Um, I, I feel like yeah, it, it only makes someone more re resilient. So. It's fine. Um, but then, is stronger, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for saying it. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, so, but then uh, I feel like the, the years after got way better. So COVID for me was the second year. And then I very much enjoyed my classes in junior and senior. And surprisingly, I feel like with years, I don't know if you guys can relate to that. So please let mm -hmm. me know what you think. But I feel like to me with years, class has gotten easier. And even though like the material gets deeper and more specialized and more specific, and yeah. maybe expectations are a, a bit higher, but I think that you develop skills throughout the years that you've become so much more efficient at your work. Like I remember yeah. at foundation, I would waste my time, like six hours to write a two page essay. Like that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like that's actually ridiculous. <laughs> and then I feel like in senior year, I can like write an essay in like, like a three page or four page essay in like an hour, an hour and a half. And like wow. the, the difference in the efficiency is yeah. un un unreal, unreal. Do you think it's just but efficiency or? I you... think so partially. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Or, or what? I was going to say, are you just getting better, you know, because you're, you're learning a lot. Yeah, over the years. Like, like you, you every year I'm assuming or every semester yeah. heck every class you're writing two or three <laughs> essays at least you know yes yes yeah, yeah so you just got used to it but also yeah efficiency I would say you know how to manage your time better no yeah so I feel I like did... by you getting used to it sorry Samaya but I was no, just no, saying by you getting used to it you get also more like better but like you do it in a shorter time so that's what I meant with efficiency yeah yeah, but, uh, back to yeah I was just hope. gonna yeah. add um I I thought that was the case until I during senior year I was talking to some freshmen and I basically got a flashback into chemistry where we had four 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 things to attend rather than one so it was a lecture lab pre-lab and a pre-lecture so yeah. it's just I think the first few years are just extremely busy just busy work uh homeworks assignments and that I guess that molds you to be a better um, mm. time manager. But manager, later yeah. on, it is going to be less work, but it is going to be harder. I see. So personally, I feel like whatever happens, the first years are just harder. Like even if the material is easier, bring it. Like if you give me so much, I'm just, I'm going to stress out. That's not how I work properly. Yeah. Um, but when it's something, I just it's just more mellow. Like they treat you yeah. as, yeah. like they treat you as not as teenagers anymore. If yeah. that makes sense, they give you <laughs> yeah. more weight. Yeah, so <laughs> I did feel that. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not, but <laughs> it's over. Yeah, no, the chemistry class. Agree, yeah. yeah, the chemistry class you're talking about was it chemistry one on one, and two? For me, yeah. No, no, for uh, Sumaya, she uh, said four things to attend, right? Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one class. Wow. Yeah, I remember. Oh, my God. I no, I, I would love too. to show you my freshman one schedule. 
I barely had time to go to Marciano to grab lunch. There was like no time for anything. Yeah, that that class also that uh I remember my first time pulling an all nighter in my life because I had to, not because I wanted to. And there's a big difference here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that chemistry class. It was it was um Tuesday night. I had a lab report needed to be submitted 8 a.m. on Wednesday. And I was like, you know what? I'm buying two Red Bulls. I'm finishing this tonight. And I thought, you know, I'd finish by 12 and then sleep. I finished at like 5 a.m. And then I thought, you know, if I slept, I would not make it to class. So I just stayed awake for that day. The first, like I stayed awake for 34 hours. It was still, yeah. I hated myself. And ever since I decided, Abby, eight hours every day of sleep, you're going to make it. Doesn't matter what happens. You have a midterm, you have fi- you have a <laughs> final, you're going to sleep eight hours a day. And I've done that ever since until I came back here. And that's, that's not good now. Abby, yeah. Yeah. You just gave me so much flashbacks about your story. <laughs> like you just gave me so much flashbacks. Yeah. Like the, the lab that I just telling you about, about like the, it was the first time they were trying it and people got bad grades. Yeah. Oh my God. It was like every time, every time he wants like a homework and a report and like a, there's a lab report. Every time I'd say to myself, okay, I'm starting in the afternoon right after lunch and I'm going to finish at 9 p.m., right? Yeah. And I finish at like four. Oh my Literally God. Four. Literally. Four? Yeah. And then I have like an 8 30 for calculus and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll sleep for three hours. Maybe I'll just fall in all matter and go to a class. And then I've, I've done that. I've done that where I went to a class and then came back and ca- caught up for sleep. You know? Yeah. 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 yeah, it yeah. Is, it, and that's another aspect for why freshman was way harder than the rest yeah. of the We didn't make a wise decision, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should have slept. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah, but Fahad, um, did you, you haven't mentioned any favorite class. Do you have a favorite class? I know that you've done a film class, but I don't know if that's your favorite. So Yes, go. yes, I was going <laughs> to say that me. one. Yes, <laughs> the film class, um, at the time, they would actually rent you equipment that mm-hmm. you're expected to do short, short films with. Like they gave you lighting and like a professional camera and everything. Um from the library and then you have to give it back for me uh i took it in the in covid which i feel like it was easier like more like easier just for a grade you know what i mean because all of a sudden the expectations were uh that you can use your phone and you can buy your own tripod um and i i love that class because the thing about it is that every two weeks you have to do a short film and every time you have a very very different prompt and you're supposed to make a short film revolving around that prompt. So the first prompt, for example, they gave us something called a photo roman, where you a make a, sh- a photo roman. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a movie where it's based off of uh, still images. Mm. So no video, but just still images and audio. And you can have dialogue, that's fine, but it's still images. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I made this story, I remember, about a guy who, it, it was so melodramatic. <laughs> like, <laughs> a, a guy who, like, gave a gift to a girl, and he thought that they had something going on, but she was, she friend-zoned him, and turned out that she had a, you know, someone, and he didn't know, and then he was heartbroken. Um, and the whole movie was in black and white, like it was black and white still, Im- still images. So uh, that was my first one. 
And then we worked our way way up to the final short film, which which was a bit longer. And uh, you know, every couple of weeks they teach us different techniques and different things about how to direct your takes and how to um, you know use lighting and use shadows and use this and use motifs and use different things to convey ideas. And you just get better and better throughout the weeks. Uh, one time uh, the prompt was to do a movie with one shot, like one complete long shot. You have to have a long shot in the film where you don't cut it or you don't edit it at all. Um, So, yeah, that class was just so fun. And like to get that screening class where all the students are presenting all of their short movies in one go. And then we all have a constructive uh, feedback of you say what you loved uh, and then what you think was interesting or what uh, maybe you didn't understand. And I think... um, uh, any like if you have any clarifying questions for the the you know the direct script so it's very very supportive very constructive yeah it was so, so fun i feel like you guys would have loved those class uh, that, that class yeah on. yeah it's so amazing that i think because your university was a liberal arts university right yeah yeah same as BU. like we had this exposure to these very amazing classes like um I took archaeology. I took lots of essay writing classes and reading classes. It was so much fun. I got into writing through that. And yeah, yeah, I love these in our universities. I heard something um, about PDP, I think, in BU <laughs> that I haven't heard about. My whole PDP is. No, they're, <laughs> they're, they're a life hack, if you ask me. They're one credit, like it's, it's a 0.5 to a one credit course. Um, and it's mostly physical activity or just um, life classes. So life some of the class. classes I did, yeah, like one of them was a cooking on a budget. And I did take <laughs> that class. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, we learned how to fillet a fish and cut a chicken and make tabuda. And it was it was such random <laughs> stuff. But it was, <laughs> yeah. And I did actually end up taking fencing. Um, there was uh, I did uh, ice skating for three semesters, which is. Honestly, it was amazing. I love that sport. I never thought I would like a sport of such, but it's so nice. There was also rowing, um, just so many different classes that are considered to be a break from all the academics. Um, It's just a one hour commitment a a week. So you just go and de-stress. It's just awesome. It was, I made sure, like, I chose my PDP before I chose my core classes. <laughs> as you should, as you should. Yeah, uh, no regrets. <laughs> um, do they do they contribute to your GPA? Not at all. They're just pass or fail. Yeah, okay. And I guess yeah. everyone would pass these kind of classes. unless you. If you don't attend, you would oh, okay. fail. Yeah. <laughs> What if you fillet a fish in the wrong way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're okay. I, I guess you're, you're just going to make someone eat, like, fish <laughs> but other than that, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, guys, I, you've been talking about, you've been mentioning COVID since you're so eager to talk about COVID. And it was actually <laughs> a very big thing. It's a very big thing, not only for KGSP students, to be honest. It was big mm-hmm. for the whole world. You know, the whole world shut down like a whole almost a whole year or maybe a whole year i don't remember yeah. i was outside i was i was in my zone for the whole time you also tried to block it out so that's why you don't remember <laughs> <laughs> that is true. um so how was it Fahad, how did you deal with covid did you go back to saudi did you not how was your classes during covid what happened 
Yeah, uh, when COVID hit, of course, it caught everyone by surprise, but um, it was in the middle of the semester, spring of sophomore for me. And that semester actually was challenging class-wise, very challenging. And it's very true what they say about, I feel like sophomore being some of your most intense classes. Mm. Um, So uh, to be honest, it was great to have COVID because it made classes way easier that specific (laughs) semester. (laughs) But after that, it kind of was like, okay, now we're we're done, you know, like where's life? But (laughs) but for that semester, it helped with it a little bit. Um, And when it came to like housing, um, yeah, and I don't understand why they had to do that. But yeah, the dorms kicked everyone else, everyone out. And I feel like they should have been a bit more sympathetic with the international students, like, because where are they going to go, you know, and yeah, like visa cool. issues, visa issues. And I remember them had having to extend the visa grace, not the grace period, but the it's like the period where you can stay out without your visa basically being not denied, but what is it like expiring or yeah. like, yeah, yeah, denied basically. So they had to do that. And, um, Gladly, my friends had an apartment out uh, out of campus, so I was able to live with them. And yeah, I was very grateful for that. Um, and it was fun, you know, it was so fun to live off, off campus with friends. We yeah. we cooked every day. I think most people picked up cooking in COVID and we, we cooked almost every day. And also Ramadan came and it was still COVID. And I was still, you know, we were still in quarantine. Remember that the fact that we had to like spray everything, like even plastic bags. Oh yeah, with chlorine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wasn't that ridiculous? Like <laughs> oh <my> bag? <laughs> paranoia was beyond everything. Yeah, yeah. but then um, I came back June, sometime in June, because. Uh, remember that Saudi like did the the flights back, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and um, I we signed like uh, months in advance, and we all got it in June. Me and my roommates, and actually we got a uh, a new apartment right before we flew. Like we had a new lease, all of us together. Like it wasn't just them hosting me, but we actually got our our place for the three of us, yeah. and we moved there. Um, and then a week after, we all caught flights back, and I stayed there for seven months um yeah yeah, i I did i did my fall semester there and my summer there and only came back the spring after Mm -hmm. but um i don't regret it those seven months were great yeah you guys picked up cooking i picked up a few kilograms to be honest (laughs) i mean i mean both to be honest yeah i know (laughs) like you're just sitting at home and cooking good food you know What, what can you do what about yeah. you, Samaya? How was it? Um, were you also sophomore, or I'm guessing you're a freshman, right? I was a freshman, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as Fahad mentioned, we were kicked out, and I did move with my roommate who opened up her house for me, which was great. Um, that semester was mostly just as Fahad mentioned, cooking, staying at home. I actually was in an apartment building with three or four of my other friends, so we'd just like go up. Um, to each other's apartments. Um, I picked up Call of Duty. I was never a wow. PlayStation person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I never before. I probably never held a PS like controller. So yeah, so that was that was fun. And then as we mentioned, Ramadan happened, and during Ramadan, I believe Aramco got their um um 
flights or like their second flights out. Um, and a lot of my friends were at Amcon, they left. Um, and then in June, I got the flight back. But at that time, Saudi basically closed off, as in you have to stay at home, like lockdown. So yeah. I just decided to stay where I was and I stayed in the US. My mission for that summer was to visit every beach on the New England coast, Ooh. which I can say I did a pretty good job. I visited a lot. <laughs> it was me and one of my friends and we just hop around and go from one beach to another. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I made the most out of it. Um, classes during COVID, like my next year, the sophomore year, obviously we all went through trouble, especially with um, planning out classes, planning out um the exams, like they would shut down when you were doing it and you would lose points and time would finish and all of those problems. Um, but all in all, I do look back at the positives. I do look back at the days at the beach, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I wouldn't do it any other way. But I did end up going back to Saudi the next summer. So I stayed away for like a year and six, seven, eight months almost. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess financials uh, got better now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you visited every beach. Uh, <laughs> inflation just increased. Pennies, <laughs> 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 uh, no, I. That was during problem problemous times. The rest is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and you said you went back through the summer, and this is a, actually very. Good segue to our next topic, which is summer. How were your summers, guys? Uh, was it a full summer break? I know we had to do some internships, but also internship doesn't last the whole summer. So um, a very memorable summer for you guys. Um, can you go ahead, Fad? Yeah, of course. Actually, the summer of the the, the COVID summer, the 2020 summer, that was uh, a good summer uh, where, I, if you mean like... Um, in terms of programs or internships, um, we had um, I had an internship for Arizona State University. It was an entrepreneurship program, and it was a purely project-based like entrepreneurship program where you and your team have to come up with a startup idea and build it from scratch and have a prototype. And it was very cool because because at the last day you have to present it in front of actually real um investors and yeah. try to convince them why your startup idea is good so that was good they were i don't think legally they were able to invest in it because it was through a class but they could have like connected you with someone that they know if, if they really liked it so it, it's it was actually wow. an opportunity yeah um i i loved it and and i feel like in a sense that uh, that summer actually uh, ignited something in me about business and entrepreneurship that still is with me to now, you know, like I still think that after Kaos, I will look at some of those opportunities of, um, you know, the ideas that I want to turn maybe into startups one day, like that, that is still something that, you know, occupies my, my thoughts. So, uh, yeah, that was impactful. And also the summer after, uh, Kaus summer, where we had to do the Kaus internship. That was such a fun summer. And, and you were there, Abdullah. That was such a yeah, fun summer. The journey of 2021. Did, yeah, that was amazing. We did snorkeling in Kaus and we 
we would like it, it, it was like everyone was busy in the week but then in the weekends all of like the cohort would come together and we would go to the beach or go to someone's apartment in Kaus or or we went snorkeling with like 20 people or one time or it was so fun yeah. that, that summer was so fun yeah i also remember uh all of our houses were open, you know, like anyone just kind yes. barging into any home. <laughs> yes. And, and we all lived in the same uh, building, basically. So you yeah. just walk to your neighbor, basically, and you just kick the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you see like, you open the door and you see like 10 people sitting or 20 people sitting and you just yeah. go join the circle, you know. It, yeah. If you ever felt lonely, you just go to the next apartment and you're good. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Samaya? How was uh, how was your summer? Uh, summers are mostly actually research based. Um, first summer, which was during COVID, I was gonna work in a research lab, um, working on COVID actually. Like once it came out, what? I yeah yeah, I was <laughs> Professor Clapperich in BU, and she was ready to put me on the project, but the president didn't allow undergrads to work uh, in labs at that point, so I couldn't do any lab research that year. I end up doing a couple of Coursera courses. It's most of the KGSB students during that year. Um, the year after, um, I mean, during the year I worked in that lab on COVID um, wastewater detection, continued that research through the next um, summer. What was detection? Um, COVID wastewater detection. Oh, wastewater. De- okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like pretty much monitoring COVID um, trends in BU based on dormitories. So that was pretty cool. Um, and during that summer when I was working on that project, I uh, also was doing uh, the MISC fellowship. So that was a full summer. Um, wow. My family came over, which was nice. I didn't go to Saudi, they came. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the summer after that was KSIP, as you guys mentioned. I was there after you, but same vibes. <laughs> it was really nice. <laughs> I loved I loved my research that year. Uh, it was last year. It was Professor Shahika Anal, and it was about biosensors for detection of Parkinson's disease. And I'm wow. actually looking into wow. pursuing that for my thesis. But yeah, that I'm was wow. looking forward fun. to talk to you about this stuff. Yeah, it's very promising. And also, uh, any promising results for like anything interesting in the uh, COVID wastewater uh, detection in BU? Was there anything interesting, or was it just like the normal data and stuff? I guess there wasn't something that stood out most just because we were detecting in two dormitories and in summer, there aren't that many um, students. So our data didn't mean that much, but the collection of the data was very valuable for other biotech companies around the Boston area. So they would actually um, come to us to take our data after filtering and uh, processing. Um, It was a lot of work, a lot of busy work, but I learned a lot, which was great. Um, So in contact with the professor, honestly, I'd love to have her for like um, winter enrichment here in Cal, like WEP or something to have her invited. It would be really nice. Yeah, I'll look into that. Yeah, let me know if she's coming. (laughs) We'll do. (laughs) Yeah. so guys, how did you find the community around you? Like um, we all were talking about how the Saudi, the K- KGSP community were very vital to making us grounded. 
how how did they support you? How were they helpful? Or do you think, and not just specifically about KGSP, also like the community overall, like in your respective universities community, were they helpful? Were they making your experience worse? Were they making it easier? Anything stood out to you guys, um, Sumaya? Uh, I think the two main um, groups that I was um, working with during um, my undergrad uh, were the Saudi club in BU and the Women in Engineering, Society of Women Engineers. Um, the first group of people I got to know was actually through the freshman meetup uh, of the Saudi club. And from there, everything picked up. They told me where to go. Where did they meet? There's this place called Ingalls. If you're from BU, shout out. Um, it's <laughs> an engineering study area where everyone is there. Like we were, we were known as the Saudis that sit in the back, which I am proud <laughs> to say, but um, they Lovely. give you tips about dorms, um, classes, um, anything you can reach out. Everyone was so helpful. And I, once they graduate, I actually made a lot of friends with upperclassmen. So I tried to do the same. Uh, once they graduated and just provide this um, community for the incoming students, especially for students who are coming after COVID because the COVID year introduced a gap um, where students were, they were BU students for like a whole year, but we never knew about them. So they would come to BU as sophomores. We don't even know who they are. They don't know what to do. They already lost a whole year. So um, I took it upon me after a lot of the upperclassmen graduated to just have a reach out, um, whether it's a person, whether it's a place, whether it's just having events to talk and socialize. So that was personal, like kind of personal life and community. And then Society of Women Engineers um, was more professional. Um Biomedical engineering is one of the engineering classes that or um, degrees that I would say might be women dominant in like opposite to any other engineering class. Like I would have a lot of um, girls ask me, do you feel like you're alone? <laughs> do you feel like it's mostly guys in your class? And I never did just because, I mean, except for like maybe physics one or two, but the rest <laughs> would be like, it actually was very balanced. So I did go with Kitty Affairs with um, the Society of Women Engineers. Um, I went to visited a, a couple visited a, a couple of companies around Boston with them. So I guess it's a lot of trial and error, and it's a lot of groups find the group or the um, yeah the college group that you click with, whether it's a sports group or an acapella or whatever it is. Um, yeah. I feel like that's the best way and the best suggestion for me to like give to all the incoming students. Yeah. Also, I was going to say hats off to you, Sumaya, the president of the Saudi club who yeah. took it up on herself to make events and bring the people of Saudi and not only people of Saudi, even the, all the Arabs together making very big events in Boston. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's actually Another another hashtag proud over here. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. What about you, Fahad? How was the community around you? I heard like Atlanta had one of the best 
like KJSP. I don't, I don't, I don't think only KJSP. Like had one of the best groups ever. Like I hear all these stories. Um, how was it I'm for you? So, I'm so glad that you heard that because it couldn't be like it's, it's so true. It's so spot on, and um, um, yeah. I mean, back to what I was saying earlier about how the first two years for me personally, I feel like it was a bit more like experimental per se because I was trying to like you know you try to be out of your comfort zone and you're like okay I want to learn about other people and see other people that are not Saudi and different from my culture and I did a lot of that the first two years um but I felt uh gradually that coming back to people who were who shared more interest was more grounding and more comforting and uh more like supportive um just in general and um i always had the kjsp community of atlanta there which is one of the best there was uh three of us in emory our year cohort nine and there were i think five or four in georgia tech and that and since we're all in atlanta that meant like we were all one community Right. So we, we were together for four years and that was great. We did so many like hike trips together. We did so many dinners, so many fun birthdays and surprise birthdays, so many like memorable nights. It's, it's, um, like, it's so incredible and I can't count them all. Um, but, but basically the last two years, a new family to me was introduced in Atlanta. And that was the family of the Muslim community in Emory, because I was part of the Muslim Student Association for um, all of my years, except freshman. I was part of the Muslim Student Association. And the more the, that the years went by, especially when I got to senior year, um, I felt closer and closer to that community. And we planned so many events that were uh, religious, educational, social. Uh, we had like an art gala at the end of uh, of a year where we showcase all of the like Muslim arts of Muslim students of Emory and Muslims around the Atlanta area, even if they weren't students. And we have like art uh, performances of poetry and and maybe um, I don't think songs, but I think poetry and like uh, instrumental like uh, performances. And there were so many things and there's so many charity work that we did. Uh, my senior year, we did, uh, we did, a, we gathered more than $10,000 total in charity like donations. Uh, we built, we, we built like 10 wall, uh, 10 wells, uh, water wells in Pakistan for like poor communities and just so many, um, so many like, you know, grateful moments that I was, um, that made me so for so fulfilled. And I was truly such a supportive group of people. Um, yeah. And the, also the KGSP, uh, community were just as great because our way of, so basically you were saying how, how were they supportive? Because every weekend we would gather and, you know, like during the week you would work, but then in the weekend we all come together and we all have fun. We all play, uh, What's the name of that game? Uh, Jackbox. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Jackbox. Yeah. <laughs> and we, Jackbox. Yeah, we all play Jackbox like almost every week. Oh, we all we also used to watch Shark Tank together. 
on the mm. weekends and <laughs> like uh, like basically like hyper analyze all of the contest contestants and uh, and we're like oh this is a great idea this is a, not a great idea this is when we would fight it's so funny and uh oh my god we cooked endlessly we had like feasts like thanksgiving feasts and you know winter feasts christmas feasts everything yeah yeah yeah, I wish you guys uh, came in one of those, uh, uh, you know, beautiful weekends. I wish you guys were there. Missed opportunity, unfortunately, but we're gonna we have can recreate it here in Castle. <laughs> that is yes, true. We can. Yep. Uh, let, let's let's make a small group right after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll start with the three of us. Yeah, uh, but yeah, because the community, like, to be honest, like. It's exactly what you guys were saying. KJSB, like one of the best things about KJSB, and I also hear a lot of other scholarships talk about it, like Aramco. They always say, oh, the best thing about you, KJSB guys, is that you're always a community. Wherever you travel, you can find them. And they also, not only that, like they help you and they they would love to get to know you. Yeah. And and that's also not because, like a big part of it, because the students are very nice to each other, nice each other they like to help each other but also because yeah. of a lot of efforts that's been done by management and one of these efforts is the kjsp convocation right honestly yeah 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 like we get to meet like all of us get to meet into one place um because no like, one else has this right like if you think about it no other mm-hmm. yeah yes and it helps that we're a small like a well-knit community because that's the only that's the only reason why we can have like convocations and you can, can like you can know, you know your entire cohort basically. It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Yeah. We all know each I lo- other. I love that about KJSP so much. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask guys, what is a memorable convocation for you? For me, I'm gonna say it's Orlando. I'm not gonna say much more. <laughs> <laughs> guys, you guys can start. I mean, people can guess. It's Orlando. Maya, okay. uh, I sadly out of five years and. America, I only attended two convocations, mm. one in my foundation year and one in my senior year. Uh, two of them were canceled due to COVID, and one of them, I was sick, so I actually couldn't oh apply to. It was a San Diego one, yeah. But definitely, definitely the most memorable um, moment, I think, in a convocation was the graduation um, that they planned for us during yeah. Uh, yeah. our last um, event. It was um, in Atlanta, actually. And Ooh. during that time when my name was called and I was just looking out, the number of people that were cheering for me there, just the, the sheer noise, the energy, all of yeah. that. <laughs> I, I was not going to have that during my actual graduation because I don't have that many. Like, I know so many more people in the convocation than I do people who will actually attend my uh, my graduation at BU, you know? Yeah. So that was a moment I really do cherish till like till this day. And it's a very it's very wholesome. It's a it shows the sense of community that Kaos has created, whether it's people from my um my batch or younger, um, we have got to like talk or get to know each other through different programs or whatever. So a hundred percent up there when it comes to convocation memories. Yeah, I, I, I really, I mean, it's not regret because I, I had nothing to do with it. But I really, <laughs> wish, I really wish we had that same thing because um, COVID, you know, we couldn't. They did it online for us, 
And then yeah. I mean, the good thing about it is that the cheering was getting sent to you by snaps, like all of your mm-hmm. family and friends. Yeah. Then it snaps when your picture comes up <laughs> and they're like, oh, no. It was good. It was good. But I don't think it's like uh, comparable to what you and Maya had. Um, I remember the Zoom chat, how like it would yeah, blow up whenever we knew it would come it's up. so nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it would update with every name. Exactly. <laughs> it would be like a wall of the same name and then it changes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Fahad? Did you have any memorable uh, convocation? Yes. Uh, as you said, Orlando. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I-, I went to three. Uh, Arizona, the first one, my foundation. Then Orlando freshman. Then uh, San Diego uh, sophomore. And then two that were COVID, canceled to COVID. Um, what was sad about the senior year is that we were cutting it so close because you remember, Abby, we almost um, we almost didn't made it, but then two weeks before they canceled that. Yeah, right. They yeah. sent us and then they said no. Yeah, but then it's okay because the new variant came out at the time, but it, it's, it's all right. It all worked out. But the... Uh, Orlando, back to Orlando, um, the best, uh, and this is something also that I also say. So Orlando, when they, it was the first time that they introduced the, uh, what is it called? The, the, um, the event thing, like the, the activity at the end of the, uh, yeah. the convocation. Yeah, they, make it short, they made it shorter, right? Yeah, they made the convocation a bit shorter, I think a day shorter. And then they made the last day an optional, like fun day where you have an activity and you choose from it and you go, which was an amazing idea that I so very much appreciate. And uh, the options were uh, universal and it was Epcot and I think Disney, like it wasn't Disney, it was something else, like Disney Park or something. Yeah, and I then, think uh, 70% yeah. of the people there went to the Universal. So like yeah, no one Universal. remembers what the yeah, other yeah, option yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to recall, I don't know why. But uh, yeah, I just went to Universal obviously and all of us, most of us we did. And that Universal Day, it was a truly a full day of fun because we went, I think we we arrived at 10 in the morning, I think, and we only left at like 8 p.m. or 8.30 or 9, something like that. So it was truly like a full day of fun. And we also, me and my friends realized so fast into it, like the first hour, that the lines were insanely long. So we all got uh, fast passes. <laughs> and that was the only way that we were able to finish the park within the day. And yeah. it took us almost the entire day, like until six, I think, or seven to, to really finish the park. And I always say that that was one of the, my favorite days ever. Like when I think a fun day, I always think Orlando Universal. I always yeah. think back to that. I really wow. do. And uh, it's so fun. My favorite ride is the Hulk. It, what an insane, insane ride. If you haven't tried it, please do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to hear from you, Abdullah, uh, because you said uh, yours is also Orlando. Uh, I mean, okay, Orlando was so much fun, but I was lame that way because I think I didn't go. It's not I think, I know. I didn't go to the third fun day. I had something you to You didn't? Do. I did not. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? I said I was lame that way. <laughs> I, I I had my priorities uh, wrong, you know. I was I wanted to go back to my <laughs> university to finish something, you know, because I'm like, oh, I have something that's due next week or something. I don't remember to be honest. But I just remember. No. And then I saw all the pictures and videos. I'm like, why didn't I? 
Okay, yeah, then that yeah, then that just makes it more interesting. Why is it then your favorite if you didn't go to the fun day or stay for um, the fun day? Um, it's just the good. So the the first convocation, I didn't know lots of lots of people. I had to meet some of them and I had to get to know some of them. And I sometimes I kept in the in my close uh, circle, I would say. Mm. But uh, for in Orlando's, I don't know why I was more open i was more bubbly so i met i met <laughs> yeah i met lots of people i got to know and also all of my friends who now went to their universities and then they came back so like for example our foundation and even not just the foundation the people that i met at the first convocation then they got they were like oh abby come meet this guy oh abby come meet this girl and oh yeah abby, i see yeah. i see yeah. yeah, so th- that was so much fun because uh, some of these people I know until now and we talk and every time like I see them from that convocation onward, we just be like, it, we, it's like we miss each other so much, but we don't know it until we see each other, you know? Yeah. So th- that that convocation was very good. Um, Did you guys feel like with convocation sometimes, because it, I feel like convocation is such a magical time because you only see these people, sometimes you only see them that one event of the year. And you still feel so much connection, like yeah. every time. And when you see them the next year, like you miss them so much. And you've only like technically met them three times or twice or four In times. In your life, yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. Have you guys thought about that? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's the, that's, that's, that's why convocation is so magical, dude. I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. So um, I think we're now switching gears to our last topic, if you guys will. Um, it's your application to Kaust. We finished all our universities and now we're in the senior year and we have to apply to Kaust to do a master's as we are doing right now. Um, how was that? Did you guys want it? Did you guys not want it? Did What did you figure out after you did? Like when you got up, accepted, were you happy and not happy? You came to Kaust, did you... Did you appreciate this opportunity that you came here or did you not? You know, go go through all that, please. Um, you can go ahead, Fahad. Yeah, the uh, the application process for CAS was pretty easy and straightforward. And I feel like that was also thanks to the advising team. You know, they make it very easy for us and they make the they basically like make the account for you and then they tell you what you need to fill out and how. So yeah. the application itself was very graceful. But then um, when it came to the opportunity itself, I was very much looking forward to CAS. Uh, the only thing is I was the only returning student from my cohort in Atlanta because yeah. uh, most of them either had to stay for a little bit longer or they had other opportunities. So uh, that part, when I knew it and it was confirmed that no one else was coming back with me, uh, kind of affected me, not going to lie. I was like, wait, <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I knew I knew I wanted casts and I did try for one other opportunity, which was Cambridge. And I was like, maybe this could be beneficial to try and see, you know, not to limit myself to one, to one track, even though I did want casts. So I tried that and it didn't work, but it's fine. Like I was, I was like, oh, I wanted casts anyways, actually. So I, yeah, I'm very happy to have come here. I love it. Like Chaos Life is so chill for me. It's so fun. Uh, I've done, I feel like the most, like I've been able to exercise my hobbies the most 
since I've been to Kaos yeah. more than my entire undergrad journey. <laughs> uh, just because it's so like there is work, yeah, but it's also chill, and people here are also chill, and they're all about having like I feel like having fun in a um I don't know in in a self fulfilling way. Yeah, we're here for a good time, not long time, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Time. Well said. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> so yeah, it's safe to assume that you 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 don't regret coming here, right? No, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Samaya? How was it for you? Um. So most it's of my cohorts. For you, to say, though. you just came, right? Right. I just came. Yeah. <laughs> I do have some insights for you. Uh, most of my cohort was actually looking forward to coming back, which was not the case for a lot of the previous cohorts or whatever heard about before. So I feel like our cohort was kind of competitive. Um, relatively like I know a bunch of people who got rejected a bunch with, with like a big bunch like it's not like a couple um, yeah. it was uh, it was pretty competitive and I was really looking forward to coming back uh, I was between actually um, I really wanted to get some experience um, from the states because I know it's it's really valued um, yeah. in Saudi especially once I want to get hired postmasters it's great to have experience and not just a fresh grad um but uh some events happened with my family and i felt like i needed to be closer to them so mm. not that i didn't want to come to coast but i definitely feel like it was the right choice at the right time um and yeah it's been nice having family around and having just enough time to spend on my own like i can i can have my my private time and I can have time with my family and I have my car and I can drive down to them. It's just a 40 minute drive. Yeah. And Kaos has been great. As Fahad mentioned, I can practice all the hobbies that I want to. I'm picking up jogging, which I'm not a jogger. I love sports. I love sports, <laughs> but I cannot jog. My stamina does not love it at all. So um, <laughs> I actually signed up for a 5k later this month. So wow. hopefully, yeah, yeah. So um feel free to join it's for breast cancer awareness um okay, yeah. run, but i'll cheer for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm going actually yeah. yeah yeah i'm actually training now hopefully to be able to like run a full 5k um, if I don't train, so, i'll just probably wing it <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't suggest <laughs> i don't recommend <laughs> okay but yeah i uh i'm trying to just um just heal and grow and be yeah. better for me and for everyone around me. But everything has been great. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Yeah, yeah I um I actually didn't want cast at first. Uh let's keep this a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll edit this out. <laughs> but to be honest, it was it was a very like um I really I, I'm really glad that I came back because it was a very good transition from the U.S. to Saudi Arabia. It was like a buffer, mm. you know, mm -hmm. this time a year and a half. Of, for me, it's going to be two years. It was a very good buffer zone for me to get adjusted a little bit, get to know the Saudi market, the uh, job market, for example, or maybe mm -hmm. find academia. Like, this is the time for me to figure out what I want to do and then sit, sit, sit off with it, you know? 
Yeah, 100%. I totally agree. Yeah. All right, Fahad, Samaya, thank you so much for joining me in this lovely evening and telling me all about your experiences. So enjoy the rest of your night and um, goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye bye.